Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show, and thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. As you know, we are still the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We are really glad to be with you. Thank you so much. Uh, We have to pay a couple of bills here before we join our guest, John Wayne. Yeah, that's right, John Wayne. No, not that John Wayne. Put him up, dude. No, no, that's not the guy. We're going to be talking about astronomy today, celestial issues that could pose a bit of a problem for us. But first, let me tell you that we are brought to you by the best durable food company in the world, MPS. And MPS is tremendous. They get their products out on time. They meet delivery quotas. They don't make mistakes or hardly ever make mistakes. But here's the best part of a four-week emergency package is $100 off. That's nearly 40%. And people say, I need to stockpile food. I see what the UN is saying about all these shortages coming. So I need to stockpile. This is the cheapest and best way to store quality food. It's like restaurant food. And it's 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you better have water. And we have the best water filtration, the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. And I don't have to convince you it's the best. All you have to do is go to waterwithdave.com, look at the research, look at the 40% off, and you'll go, okay, I need to do this because we need purified water. Waterwithdave.com. And finally, one last thing. we got a new venture. And people have been asking me a lot about it. We have a TV show. And the subscriptions have gone astronomical. And you mean, you got to pay? Well, yeah, you got to pay $2.50 a month on an annual subscription. That's less than a cup of coffee, ladies and gentlemen, for the best of guests, the best of topics. And we still do good stuff here on the radio. Don't get me wrong. We do very good things, like this show coming up. But people are raving about this. The sign-ups have far exceeded our expectations. And it's, (laughs) let me put it this way. YouTube cannot reach out their long arm and they can't censor us. And also, too, you asked for it. It's totally commercial free. So go to the commonsenshow.tv and we're on all the regulars, Roku, so forth and so on. But if you want the special, the special sign up rate and the seven day, uh, seven day free trial, you got to go to the commonsenshow.tv. And if you forget how to do that, we have an ad on our website, thecommonsenshow.com, red banner ad. At the top, click that on. It'll take you right to where you need to go. And if you have trouble, there's a help number to call. There's live chat. So it's everything you need. And we're really excited to bring this to you. Okay, that's our housekeeping for this hour. We now have commercial free the rest of the way. And we have John Wayne with us. And we're going to be talking about why we might want to be a little concerned and keep our eyes on the sky in the next month or so. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. It's good to have you back again. And it hasn't been too long, but... There's been new developments, haven't there? Well, you know, there absolutely have. And I think I mentioned it on the broadcast, this uh, our most recent, our previous broadcast, that, you know, if we speak about these things enough, that it will literally force the mainstream media's hand in uh, telling the people that there, that there is a true threat. It is very valid. 
You know, I even saw that CNN uh, picked up this 2018 VP1, which is scheduled to impact November 2nd. But, you know, that's the smaller rock out of the three I've been keeping my eyes on. And, you know, this 2018 SB13, I think we'd said there uh, a week or two ago that this thing, you know, is 40 meters in diameter. And this one isn't being tracked by NASA. And there's all kinds of talk coming out everywhere. Um, you know, there's chatter everywhere, I guess you could say, that there is an impact event that they are expecting on the West Coast. You know, I don't know if it's man or if it's, you know, going to be a space rock. More than likely, we will be impacted. You know, um, it, 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 the variables are just improbable. It's going to happen. Hopefully we can deflect it, or you know, if it's not being literally directed at us. But the uh, thing is, this is very valid, you know. And you know, and we can look at uh, mankind's uh, what do you want to call it? You know, it's said that we're a species with amnesia. We do remember <laughs> extremely vivid events, you know. And an impact event is one of them things, and tsunamis are another, and volcanoes, you know, but this rock, this 2018 SB-13, why would NASA not be tracking the data? Well, they are. They're just not, they're not telling it. Listen, John, they are clearly tracking it, but, but they're not telling us. Right. See, and do they know that it's going to hit, you know, the, the states? I mean, I hope not, but... All of the chatter that I've heard coming out over the past, you know, at least two and a half weeks, everybody's saying that there is going to be an event on the West Coast. Now, I sent you that map of the vulc- uh, volcanism and stuff, too, and the tectonic activity. You know, the Cascadia subduction zone, I know you've uh, covered extemp- extensively on that. And mm-hmm. I think that if they're, you know, they could set it off Dave I don't know I mentioned rods of rods from God there last week or two weeks ago but either way if a space rock was to take out a city hit a fragile piece of the earth let's say well, I don't know you know the, the odds are uh, you know, are probably about like getting struck by lightning but if a space rock 40 meters wide let's just was to say made a bullseye hit on Yellowstone what would happen? You know, it, these are things we really need to talk about because there's the impact events. I don't know if you've seen these images. I don't. I can't, I can't remember if I've sent them to you, but in this in Siberia, there's parts of the Siberian uh, plains that just look like they've just been raked by meteor uh, by, by asteroid events, about like a shotgun blast. Yeah, it, it is amazing. Uh, you know. You've just said a mouthful. I mean, I don't even know where to jump in. I mean, so many holes to jump from hole to hole on, and they're all rabbit holes. Um, I have covered uh, the Cascadia event, but I defer to the expert, Steve Quayle. Uh, Steve and I are good friends, and we communicate a lot, and uh, he has nailed it. In fact, I like he, Steve's work. Yeah, he's, he's, he's as good as there is, but he brought on... To this conference I was at, uh, gosh, about a year and a half ago, a year ago, um, at the Branson Conference, he videotaped interviews with university geologists. Now they've all clammed up because they got pressure, but but uh, they said 
that the chances of Cascadia <laughs> producing at least a regional extinction level event are very, very high. And they placed odds in favor of it happening. In fact, the odds were pretty astronomical. So yeah, a lot of people talk about Yellowstone, but you're right, Cascadia is where the action is. Let, let's back up a bit though too. You talked about an impact event from an asteroid coming on November 2nd, potentially. And I know you're saying this potentially, you're reacting to reports. Do you have any idea of location? Is it going to hit the water? Is it going to hit the land? I mean, what, what's your feeling? I mean, what, what, what do you get from this? Well, with the 2018, uh, let's see here, I'm going to pull them back up real quick. I went to this uh, one map I was looking at. Uh, the 2018 BP-1, I mean, with the size that it is, I mean, it would most likely create an airburst incident way above the Earth where, you know, unless it was over a very major populated area, you're not going to even notice it, really, right? The thing with this 2018 SB-13, like you said, NASA, they are tracking it. They're just not putting it on, any of the information on their site, but the e European Space Agency is. I think that that's the one, September 22nd, that we may have some trouble with. And But the thing is, you know, we have to remember that the Earth is, what, like 75, 80% water compared to land mass. So this, the likelihood of it striking land, unless they've literally got their trajectory down to a T, these insiders that have the information from JPL and, uh, you know, NASA and whatever other organizations, uh, you know, Navy, Air Force and all these uh, things of the like. Uh, you know, it, I, I think that we're, you know, Dave, I just don't, I got an, I just got a really eerie feeling. It's kind of like the feeling I got when we were going through the part or driving my mother and father's house right before this COVID pandemic thing. And everybody's out at the park swing with their kids a very beautiful brisk uh spring afternoon and i told my fiance i go look at all these people out here look at how beautiful and wonderful it is could you imagine within two or three weeks four weeks that nobody's going to be allowed to go anywhere at all wow she goes that sounds crazy john stop talking like that <laughs> i go i'm serious babe i'm serious and then look what happened I got this same feeling the other day over there uh, with my fiance uh, dinner with her uh, family, her grandmother, and I was sitting outside and I just had this area feeling like, man, it's so beautiful and calm and everybody's smiling and enjoying the meal and conversation, and, you know, and I just thought to myself, you know, John, what's going to happen if this impact event does happen? You know, we're about a month out, you know. Um, Dave, I've just got a very eerie feeling. Very eerie feeling about yeah. it. Yeah. What does your gut tell you, though, about impact, water or land? Well, I was hearing uh, uh, basically a combination of the both between uh, California and the Pacific Coast of California. Uh, maybe down into the uh, uh, lower extremities, northern Mexico, northwestern Mexico, right along the border area. Mm -hmm. you know, and this goes uh, along with the same trajectory that they were saying with Apophis for 2029 as well. And, you know, these are all Apollo-sized asteroids. So something is throwing these our way. Well, I, th I think that th this is such an important point, whether it's land or whether it's water. If it's water... And how big did you say it was? Forty meters. Forty meters, yes. Yeah. 
See, I don't know the displacement rate for 40 meters. And I know there are places you can go to look this up. Have, have, have you said it, read, read anything or calculated if it's a waterborne landing, um, what, what the tsunami size will be? Oh my, I don't know. I mean, the thing's moving quickly too, you know, it depends on what happens as it enters the atmosphere as well, because some of it will, you know, Break burn up. up. Yeah. Yeah. How much? What's the, yeah, no, and what's the consistency of the uh, rock itself? You know, I mean, is it iron or, you know, just a solid, you know, chunk of rock? I mean, what is, you know, so there's all kinds of different variables. And, you know, maybe that's another thing too is maybe the experts have no clue whatsoever to do or what to even expect but we do know that they've been running drills i think they've been running the drill for the past three months yes i read it i think i covered it on my broadcast this last saturday they've been running a contingency drill for three months expecting something and they don't know the exact day or date i think but i thought you know for what we're told, for what we can read from their from their documents or their sources, September 22nd. But you remember there was that other warning that was sent out for between the 5th and the 8th of this month. Nothing happened. And see, there was a space rock that they didn't even see until I think what was it, six hours after it had made its pass. They picked up on it, and it closed. I mean, it came within 1,280. Uh, I think miles of the earth, you know, it's one of the, it's the closest approach and they didn't even know it was their day. They didn't even see it until six hours after it was on its way out. How did they miss this? I don't know. I didn't see well, the they, punch you know, that barely they, missed my face. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, they, I guess they, they attribute it to saying that the rock came out from the direction of the sun. And I, you know, so I... I, I can I can imagine that I, I can can't. understand that because, I mean I, I would ask NASA have you ever heard of radar? Okay, right, <laughs> absolutely. You know, but uh, then again, I think of like you know if uh, if an aircraft's going to do a strafing run on a ship or something on the ground, it's going to come out of the sun, right? You would build it. It makes the detection harder to see it. But but you're right. You're absolutely right, Dave. There's so much technology up there that they couldn't miss it. There's no way. I wouldn't see how, you know, honestly. Good point. Good. I, I think I, you know you've landed on a very very good point. That uh, this is uh, mind-boggling, but I don't believe somehow there was a software. I'm going to be real conspiratorial here, okay, John. Um, there's no way you could miss this, unless of course your instruments were blinded by a software interference that blocked you from seeing it. And I know that technology exists for radar. Um, implantation of blinding devices for sonar and radar are common with submarines and airplanes. And uh, it's something that comes right out of DARPA and I suspect that would be the only way they could miss it, which means they didn't want you to see it. They wanted to induce fear. Um, here's another question I have for you. I have come across material, and actually for quite some time, that suggests the technology exists with our, uh, shall we say, our now public space force and our other nefarious secret space program, there are two of them, that uh, the technology exists to guide asteroids. Do you know anything about that? You know, um, 
I don't. I wouldn't see how it would be hard uh, for anybody to do such a thing. You know, they've been able to intercept. You know, like Ceres, this small uh, planetary moon that resides in the asteroid belt. Yes. And they've intercepted other asteroids. So if they're able to at least intercept them, well, then the odds are countless of what they could do onto the, on, uh, upon the surface of them. Of course, you know, they could actually. I could imagine they could actually, you know, put thrusters on these things. Or, you know, there's been another theory of how to maybe deflect one. But I mean, if you can deflect one, you can also direct it, right? So it's been said that you know maybe even painting or uh, doing like a, a laser abrasion on one side of the asteroid to uh, uh, affect the color of it, so that the sun hitting on one side would direct it compared to the other. You know, there, I, I absolutely believe beyond any reason of any doubt, Dave, that they have the ability to direct them without any reason of any doubt. You know, and I've said for quite some time, you know, if they don't need this planet anymore, they don't want people chasing them through the cosmos for thousands of years. I mean, you know, let's speak conspiratorial. But hey, we're not speaking conspiratorial. We're having missions sent to Mars. We've got bases on the moon. We've got the secret space projects that have been going on since the early 50s. You know, they would destroy the planet on their way out. You know, so. Or try to. Try to. At least try to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah try to. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 maybe I'm handicapped by my religion, but I, but I don't think final destruction of humanity is uh, going to happen uh, because of what scripture teaches me. And I don't ask anyone to believe what I believe, but I will say this. Uh, hell on earth can be created here, and that could be a very possible way to do some of this damage. Absolutely, positively. Um, you know what? I'm wondering, too. Are you familiar with uh, Project Bluebeam? Yes, uh, Project Bluebeam and Project Firesign. Yeah, faking an alien invasion designed to unify the planet, thus achieving the goal of the New World Order scaring people into total submission for survival reasons trading you know of course your 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 uh, liberty for security as ben franklin told us not to and i'm wondering if these uh, inbound objects at some point won't become the proverbial huge ufo designed to take us all out <clears throat> all of project bluebeam fake deception um has that thought crossed your mind at all uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I think of scripture, and I think of the events that are foretold of what's to happen, and you know, it could very well be. You know, um, Reagan even said, you know, if we, you know, if we were all faced from one existential threat, you know, um, will we all band together and come together as one, you know, as one race? I, that's a paraphrase, but you know, if we all saw that, hey, man. There's something coming in the sky. Everybody's reporting on it. Well, what is it? We don't know. We've never seen anything like this before. Okay, well then, that, therefore, that affects everybody, Dave. I, I mean, everybody's psyche mm -hmm. would be shaken to the point of not being able to comprehend the magnitude of what is getting ready to take place. Yeah. I mean, it would it would it would instill abject total fear and control over all forms of populace on the earth. 
Interesting you'd say it that way, too, because Steve, speaking of Steve Quayle, he and I had a discussion the other day, and we talked about how horrific these end days events can be. And he said, uh, men's, the Bible says men's hearts shall fail them. And uh, I, I don't think I can imagine a scenario that um, uh, could be any more frightening than that. You know, let, let me give, give you something to, to respond to. I looked at, uh, oh gosh, back in the 90s, and David, Michael David Scallion, or David Michael Scallion, it's been 25, 30 years now, and uh, Lori Toy from Payson, Arizona, a little small mountain community northeast of Phoenix, about an hour northeast, and they both came out with identical maps showing asteroid strikes, and uh, Scallion actually went on to elaborate. He said that... Uh, the um, asteroid striking in the water will uh, crest, the water will crest uh, and peak at about 1,400 feet. And I'm looking at where I live now. I live in rural desert north of Phoenix, and I'm at about 1,200 feet. <laughs> I don't know how far that tsunami would go inland. But uh, Lori Toy produced maps that showed that Payson was beachfront property and Phoenix was underwater. Have you ever come across anything like that? Does it match your understanding? I have. I don't know if I've ever seen them maps, but you know, if you think about just the topography, you know, the desert, uh, the open Southwest desert. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that was all underwater at one former time, right? Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you look at some of the work of Randall Carlson and his. Uh, geology work and some of his interviews he's done with Randall Carlson, uh, Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. Yes. And Randall Carlson took a drone out in the middle of Oklahoma, flew this thing up about 1,500 feet and did, you know, looked at the terrain of the earth. And this house was literally sitting on, I mean, this two story, huge house looked like a ant on a mountain and these huge, just ripples of sediment. You know, it's just, it's on such a scale, it's unfathomable. You know, it's, it's um, hard to wrap around your head of how big an event like this could be, you know, with the inundation of, like you said, the tsunamis. I mean, I mean, we're talking inland of more than probably, what would we say, 1,500 miles, you know, 1,000 miles. Well, they also they also projected East Coast events too, involving the new Madrid Fault Line and the Mississippi River would go backwards, and the country would be split into two. Um, and uh, the uh, gosh, I think it was the Naval War College. It, it, we're going back 25, 30 years though, so forgive me for if I've made a few errors in memory, but I think I've got the gist of it. And it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, when you looked at this map, I mean, America was totally uh, broken into two, and it just uh, it it just was frightening beyond belief. And um, and yeah, th the, this was based on the visions of Lori Toy and of course Scallion, and then like I said, I think the Naval War College jumped into this too. It was absolutely frightening. Um, so I, I I'm wondering if we're not entering this time. Um, and, in fact, Scallion, uh, he responded in such a physical manner to his visions, he ended up in the hospital and almost died. I mean, it shook him to his wow. core. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, 
How many other well, people? Know, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you have a chance to review that uh, tectonics map and uh, volcanism map? I yeah, guess? I did. So, you know, 2.6 in uh, Arkansas. I mean, this is within the past 24 hours. 2.1 in uh, nor uh, north of North Northern Oklahoma. They had another quake just uh, very northern part of Ohio. You know, there is all kinds of activity going on, Dave, and I think beyond any reason of any doubt that we're going to see some big events, especially on the West Coast with vulcanism. And I don't know if I want to, you know, if I want to jump the gun too quick, but these fires out here, those aren't just caused by lightning and these diesel engine explosions that they're blaming them on. This is from volcanism, man. People need to wake up. Um, I can't warn enough, Dave. I can't warn enough. If you look at the the activity along all throughout California, it looks like this whole piece of the continent is going to shear off with the activity that's taking place. Um, we're in perilous times. We're in perilous times. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted no, to no, no. I want to hear what hear this. How many other people are, are talking about this? Have you come across this with other other sources? You know. Um, I follow Dutch Sense, and this guy is absolutely on top of prediction of uh, earthquake events, tectonic events globally. And he has, I mean, the the uh, what do you call the seismic agency? Can't think of it off the top of my head. That's just kind of where I just draw a blank. But. Um, USGS, there we go. The yeah, USGS, go. Yeah. I mean, absolutely despises this man. And he's come out and said, hey, you know, he's come out and showed some images uh, off of the West Coast where there's actual heat and fumaroles visible from the GOES-1 satellite in the ocean, Dave. <laughs> you know, the whole West Coast is a volcanically active area. It's nothing. The whole West Coast is a whole is nothing but a volcanic field. The whole West Coast. And if you look at all the volcanism taking place around the Earth, it just goes to show that there's no way that there wouldn't be volcanism beginning to take place on the West Coast of the United States. I mean, I can do a screen share right now and show you this. I mean, this is insane. Here, I'll just do it. Yeah. Right, well, go. I'm not going to be able to see it. Um, oh, okay. Because I brought up my own uh, image here that I wanted to describe to you. Um, Go ahead. I, gosh, I, I wish we were on the visual medium right here, but I think people will get the idea from this. I'm looking at post-asteroid uh, impact, um, and what I'm seeing from Scallion's visions, um, California totally gone, Nevada totally gone, Utah totally gone, um, Colorado right up to Denver north into Wyoming most of uh, the southern tip of Wyoming gone and my state where I live in Arizona <laughs> it's kind of dicey I think I'm okay if I look at this map but it comes heavily into Arizona and Yuma which is a city of about 110,000 people gone Colorado River totally submerged all of the Baja which extends south of California it's Mexico territory and then across the Baja uh, onto the coast of Mexico, it eats in several miles. And then Mexico is separated on the southern partner Chiapas all the way down to Central America underwater. Okay, let's go uh, eastern half of Texas. 
um, from the tip bordering Mexico. Louisiana is totally underwater. Arkansas is about half underwater. Southern tip of Missouri, uh, some Illinois. Michigan is inundated and totally flooded out. The St. Lawrence Riverway all the way up the coast, northeast to Nova Scotia, underwater. The Hudson Bay north of Canada greatly impinges and is just a really narrow strand of land um, that's still existing in Canada above our northwest. And uh, of course, what I'm describing here, the New, Ma New Madrid fault line, uh, big problem. East coast, totally inundated, totally gone. Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, totally gone. Uh, most of New York, particularly eastern New York, interesting by the St. Lawrence Riverway, gone. Um, and like I said, the southern tip of Florida, southern half of Florida, totally gone, as well as the Panhandle. I, I would say that's pretty extensive, wouldn't you? That'd be catastrophic. Um, it'd be yeah. It'd be biblical, you know, to say the least. And you know, another thing about the East Coast that could affect the East Coast is the Canary Islands off the coast of Portugal and Spain. I've read about this. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. You know, the uh, Cumbre Vieja, I believe, is the volcano, and this thing's uh, face is actually shearing off the side of it. And once it slips into the ocean, you know, remember here a few years back uh, on the East Coast, they had these uh, road warning signs up and these ESA, emergency alert systems, or EAS systems, come online and say, you know, uh, move to higher ground, there is a threat of an, a tsunami. And people were like, oh, whatever, get out of here, that's so crazy. You know, this can tell you not about their day. See, that was a litmus test or, a, you know, a, a test run to see how the public would respond to seeing these being broadcast on the highway and coming across the radio. They didn't even bat an eye, Dave. They didn't care. Millions would be wiped out. Millions. In any set of any, in any set of any of the events we've discussed tonight. Well, the uh, millions. Yeah, you, well, yeah, I've seen a simulation of an asteroid strike near the Canary Islands, and that's part of the opening up of the New Madrid fault line. Um, East coast totally inundated, and major water breaches following tributaries deep into the interior of the United States. I mean, as far as uh, Missouri and Kansas, I believe so. Yeah, it was devastating. Um, I'm sure you've seen the simulations with an asteroid strike. I think it was a quarter of a mile wide, which is significantly bigger than the 40 meters. What's the biggest size of asteroid that you are aware of that could be headed our way? Apophis. And that thing is uh, frightening. The Egyptian how how, goddess how of wide is it? I would have to look it up. Let me do that real quick. I don't know off the top of my head. But I you know, know I'll, I'll say something small. about Apophis while you while you look this up. Um, I'm a big believer in predictive programming and Stargate SG-1, the 10-year TV series that started on Showtime based on the original movie with Kurt Russell by the same name, and then it shifted over to the Sci-Fi Channel. What they revealed, I've had a lot of insiders tell me, and I have contacts inside the space program, and I don't have as many now as I did, but to a person who knew what was going on technologically, 
they said what was revealed there was accurate. And I know, speaking of Steve Quayle, he's been told the same thing. And interesting, I think he's been told this by Native American chieftains. I've heard this from the grandson of a Hopi elder, as well as people within the space program. We have stargates. One of them is uh, controlled by the Jesuits on Mount Graham outside Tucson in the mountains. Um, big, big observatory, but they do have a stargate there. So it's funny, Apophis, the name, is a central character named Apophis who led these uh, parasitic aliens that wanted to wipe out the Earth. And uh, his name was Apophis. How, how ironic. Oh, wow. You know, that, you know, and, and, you know and that could even tie into the, the water being turned, turned to wormwood, being turned bitter. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So Apophis, it's actual designation number. Get this, Dave. It's absolutely blatantly in our face. Three upside down sixes. So nine 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 four two Apophis. So blatantly in our faces, and it measures in coming at a whopping three hundred and seventy meters. And on average an asteroid the size of Apophis. 370 meters can be expected to impact Earth once in about 80,000 years. 300. How wide is 370 meters in terms of our conventional uh, measurements? I'd have to do a conversion on it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm Imperial too. Uh, you know, um, and that's an interesting whole show in its own right. The Imperial scale compared to the metric. Let me see here, 370 meters. There's converted to feet, converted to feet. Okay, let's see. Oh my. Uh, 1,213.91, oh my. Look at the numbers here, David. Look at the numbers. <laughs> One one thousand two hundred and thirteen point nine one one feet. You know the point nine one one. Isn't that just the kicker feet? Yeah, it really is, and it's about. Uh, sorry if I'm doing the math in my head here, um, but I think it's what is that about a quarter of a mile? Well, you know, I I wanted to add this here too because I'm just I got numbers playing on the top of my head here. So you got 12 and 13. I think it's actually supposed to strike the Earth on the 13th of August, I think, of 2029. So you've got 12, 13, you know, 0.911. Okay, wow. I'm just, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's a big rock, Dave. And then the numbers on top of it is just ridiculous. Yeah, if it My hits goodness. water, that, that's that's the issue. And the tsunami does the real damage. Um, and, uh, it's interesting. Eighty percent of all life lives on the coast too, and that's depending where it hits. And if it's big enough, it can affect both coastlines. I mean, we're talking China, Japan, as well as North America, Central America, South America. I mean, if you have the right impact site, I've seen simulations that uh, can endanger all coastlines, uh, exclusive of East Coast, Europe, and Africa. I mean, we're talking nasty stuff, and. This would be the end of civilization as we know it. Even, you know, there'll be survivors, but but I'm saying in terms of uh, global economy, <laughs> no more. 
famine would rule the day. And by the way, we're headed into big famine anyway. The UN, and you said you hadn't been on the news a couple of days. I'll give you one for you. The head of the UN Food Division came out on Sunday and said food vulnerability since COVID has increased in Latin America by 269%. They were already in trouble. And then for Eastern and uh, Central Asia, it has increased 173%. And today I saw the UN was soliciting $5 billion in fund funds to combat uh, global famine. Boy, if you had one of these strikes here, I mean, <laughs> those numbers would uh, go up exponentially. So, yeah, we're, we're headed for, if we're not in the end times, we're sure doing a good imitation of it. That, that's right. And, you know, it's, it's been said that all these things will come to pass, Dave, but we uh, can't fret upon it. We cannot fear it for, you know, for, you know, we will be redeemed and we will be called upon high. Um, our experiences on this planet or this realm, this plane are, you know, limited in uh, time size scale scope and come what may um just know that um folks I, I you know i just want people to be aware don't be afraid because you know you see the time where it comes to move into the passing of the great divide well that's just it right you know well the mean? bible if commands places us. that are safe get there but yeah it, well, that, you just nailed it right there go to places that are safe the Bible talks about when troubled times arrive, run to the hills. Isn't that interesting? Where would you go if you knew a tsunami was coming? You'd get on top of the tallest peak you could find. That's right. So run for the hills you know, as we're commanded to do. Absolutely. And, you know, it even says that a lot of, you know, you won't even be able to return back, remember? You won't be able to return back from where, from whence you came, from where you ran from, you, you know? It says in Scripture, you won't be able to return from where you ran to. Yeah, when you, you know, when um, you drive out of the mountain range on uh, I-8, coming out of San Diego, and it uh, flattens out on the desert, but you go through 4,000, 5,000 foot climb. I mean, you get up almost a mile, and then you have a steep 8% drop till you hit the desert floor, and then you bottom out, and you got about an hour or two you reach Yuma, Arizona. What's interesting is is I've looked at tsunami projections in that region, and clearly that'd be affected by the location you're talking about. The water will actually sweep through Yuma. I mean, it'll get through the crevices and cracks and the canyons and so forth. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're going to see an encroachment of the water. But you're saying you won't be able to go back from whence you came? Yeah, you're going to have that whole area, those taller peaks, um, those hills, they're going to be surrounded by water. There's going to be no escape. And then, and then your major problem is going to be food. There'll be none. You're going to, you're going to need food. That's right. <laughs> People got to be prepared, Dave. And, and, you know, and you know, thinking of a tsunami that big, I was just sitting there playing it over in my mind's eye. This huge wall of water just hitting the western side of the Rockies and the western side of the Rockies acting like a, a break wall, you know, or a, a like a, har a harbor wall or a flood wall, if you will, you know. I mean, that, my, my goodness. Okay, well, let me, let, let, let's, let's go, let's go chain reaction effect here. Have you taken a look at uh, Yellowstone? It's in bad shape. 
<laughs> from what yeah. I'm hearing. Well, that's true. Um, I've looked at Michio Kaku, who's kind of like the heir apparent to Carl Sagan as America's darling scientist. And he goes on all the shows. And um, he uh, very articulate. I don't know that I agree with him on everything. And I think he's a little globalist oriented, if you know what I mean. But he said something about, uh, um, and there's maps on this, um, if, if uh, the uh, cauldron in um, Yellowstone goes off, um, first of all, in that surrounding area, about an eight-state area, um, you're going to have a hard time surviving. People are going to choke to death from the particulates like the people of Pompeii did when that uh, volcano went off. They didn't die from the lava for the most part in the heat. They died from the particulates in the air. And that'll be a major... I've heard that that could be one of the whole backstory things behind this COVID-19 thing is it wants to get people acclimated to having to wear a mask due to particulate and fine edge. I've heard that mentioned. I don't know where, but I could imagine. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm buying that because if you told me the particulates were coming, I'd put the mask on. I wouldn't need any training. Right. You know, there's a lot of people out there that just don't have average common sense. You know, the thing is, is, you know, I don't know if you've seen it or if you've been able to see it as well, but here from where I live in Iowa in the Midwest, uh, these evenings, these past couple of evenings, I look to the west at sunset, and you can just see the haze in the sky. From the fires blazing out west yes we, we got it here too hey look we can't breathe here in 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 phoenix north of phoenix area we can't breathe there's no clouds in the sky today but the sunlight i mean i i think probably only about 50 percent of the sunlight 60 percent is reaching the earth it's horrendous and you can't breathe you know i i like to swim about every other day i'll do a quarter mile to half a mile uh on an exercise binge it's my cardio I can't do it now. I go out there and you start wheezing and huffing and puffing. It, it, it's terrible. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's almost like we're already living through the apocalypse. That's how, and it's, that's how it is here today. It's 94, 95 degrees outside and the humidity. And, you know, we've got these two hurricanes blowing up from the south. So that's going to inundate us with all kinds of heavy, uh, you know, tropical moisture and the heat. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I don't think I've even stepped outside today. It's so um, absolutely important. Um, you know, so, and that plays on crops and everything, too. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, in fact, in, in Flux, Dave. And you, like you said, the food, the food's a big thing. It is huge. People have no idea on how dire the situation really is. Well, one of the I mean, things that I've garden I, this year, I planted it a little. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that along the lines of what you just said, uh, I've read releases that Governor Inslee, who's a communist communist in uh, Washington State, they're um, gathering storable food faster. I mean, they're 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 doing it at breakneck speed, and uh, so uh, is Oregon and and California is trying, but they're out of money. Uh, so there are some people who are getting the hint food's going to be hard to procure and it's on a governmental level. That's why all of us need to be really worried. Uh, the, uh, the federal government purchased what was like 70, a few years. I can't remember how many years ago, but I mean, the things are good for like 
35, 40 years, right? Yeah. Um, they know. <laughs> they know because, you know, they're they're within the club. They know. And I can't, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the author's name. It was called The Adam and Eve Story, and it was a book that was covered up by the CIA for X amount of time, and pages were redacted out of it because it speaks of all these things we're discussing right now this evening. Wow. Chan Thomas, maybe Chan Thomas, I think. Give me an example of how it parallels what we're talking about. Well, uh, extinction level events, mankind basically being knocked back to day zero, famine, uh, I mean, you name it, it's all in there. And it's everything we're seeing come to pass right now. Uh, you know, you'd say that men's hearts failed them for the fear of the things coming upon the earth. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little spooked, <laughs> you know. I shudder a little bit every time I see something that more worse off. But I pray that human species will continue on. You know, it's not the end of us. Well, we will, but what, what is it? Three and four of the flesh in the end days perish, and all of us would perish if it wasn't for the return of Jesus. So, yeah, it could get really ugly. And, and we keep coming back to that scripture, men's hearts will fail them. Yeah, absolutely. We're not ready to deal with this. And, you know, people right now, and just with COVID, the home arrest, the collapse of the economy, the loss of the Constitution, loss of freedoms, People have a normalcy bias right now, John. Um, they look outside and they don't realize their country's gone over the cliff, but they can still see cars on the highway, Walmart's open, McDonald's is kind of open. So life is okay, and there's even sports on TV now, so it's okay, it'll be normal soon. And they don't realize that we are plunging down the abyss and we haven't yet hit bottom. I mean, people have no clue where they're at in history. They have no clue, Dave, and not only do they have no clue, but they're not even concerned. This, the, like you said, this normalcy bias, this complacency, this um, ignorance, I guess, to the existence. You know, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to wrap my head around, as you do too. I mean, how can people be so blind? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, well, I, 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 all that. I'm, I'm right there with you, and, I, and it just is absolutely mind-boggling to me that uh, people aren't picking up the torch and just saying, wow. And you got to wonder about the COVID virus timing, too. I mean, it could be coincidental. I'm sure it could be. But, but nonetheless, for this to keep us locked down while these perilous events are looming in our future, kind of interesting, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's almost like, well, let me put it this way. If I knew an event was coming and I didn't want mass chaos and people in the streets, they've achieved their goal. And I'm not saying that's what happened with COVID because I have no proof of that whatsoever. But I'll tell you what, with what's coming, you want people locked down. Pretty interesting stuff. John, fascinating, and, and we're going to cause some people to lose some sleep, me included. But I want you to talk about the work you do so people can follow your good work. Well, folks, I do a broadcast every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
called the unequivocal truth that DEFCON 1, meeting your host, Wayne, at freedomslips.com or revolution.radio. Folks, I mean, I just, I've got a heart for humanity and I want to see people survive things that are coming. Yeah. And my research leads me all kinds of different directions and from everything I see on day, if I don't see a nice paved highway ahead of us, I see a muddy, embroiled, gravelly, rocky road. Yeah, big quagmire coming. Do, do you have a website? No, I do not. You know, and I've had people say, well, create a website. I need to do that. Why don't you get on YouTube? Well, you know, I said a few years back, I know where YouTube's headed. They're going to start to fund people. <laughs> yeah. I just never, you know. Yeah, they demonetized me last week. Yeah, those uh, <laughs> not-so-nice people demonetized me. They say, you violated community guidelines. Okay, which one of the several did I violate? You can never get an answer. You're just left to guess. Right. And, you know, and probably they, because three-quarters three of all this run through AI decisions being made on them levels. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. There's a, um, there's a machine. The machine doesn't machine doesn't have to respond to you <laughs> oh yeah it, it's it's absolutely insane and uh, you can't get them to respond um, and they won't tell you what you can't talk about they punish you after the fact of what you were supposed to know you couldn't talk about that they didn't tell you and that just drives me nuts YouTube's a valuable service it really is and and overall I, I've had a good relationship with them but this what they did to me was totally unwarranted and and uh, and I'm left without an answer, and, that, and that's the frustrating thing. I mean, if I've done something that egregious, tell me and I'll part company, but they won't even do that. They're still letting me put my stuff up, but although they took a video of mine down, I talked about John Brennan was acquitted uh, by Durham, and I said, man, he's at the heart of the Steele dossier, so you don't have an investigation, Durham, so stop faking us out and just quit and go away, and you've been exposed for the deep state, you guy you are. And they just said, see ya. They took the video down. Didn't even tell me. Anyway, look, I got to run. Well, you know, we got to run, though, John, because we're right, we're right up against the end, and I apologize for that. But I encourage people to follow your good work. Stay in touch with me. Keep me abreast of what's going on. And thanks for coming on the Common Sense Show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Dave, and I will do. Okay, take care.